Welcome to this week's episode of the Thinking Big Podcast. Today, I welcome Margo White, a copywriter for entrepreneurs. Now, there's a lot of great copywriters out there, but no one out there actually teaches entrepreneurs how to do their homework, develop a strategy, develop customer avatars, and narrow down their niche to create a unique approach in communication with their prospects and clients. Margo says copywriters should not decide the fate and the direction of the businesses that they work for. And Margo teaches how to create your content strategy uh, and a unique, and as, as she loves to call it, a content DNA. My biggest takeaways for this episode are content is like couture. If it doesn't fit perfectly, it's a disaster. She had to teach me all this about couture in here. What is customer avatar and a customer anti-avatar and the three pillars of copy that drives action? So today we're thinking big on copywriting. Welcome to the Thinking Big Podcast with Sean Osborne, the show helping you think bigger into your life and potential. Sean believes by equipping you with the tools, strategies, and philosophies required to be successful in all aspects of your life, you can achieve anything you believe in. Empowering our own growth makes a deeply positive and lasting impact on our lives, community, and our world. Now, here's Sean. Well, listeners, today we have a very special guest. I want to thank Margo White for coming on the show today. Uh, thank you so much for being uh, being a guest on the show today. Sean, it's my pleasure and an honor to talk to you today. Uh, this is going to be great. And it's something that I'm not, I, I am not, so you, you are a copywriter. I am not. This is something that I need lots of help in because I am not a copywriter at all. I just throw shit out there and and hope it sticks. And there, there's, by the way, there's one <laughs> saying that you had. I'm going to find this saying because there's one saying that you had that was, that I, I kind of chuckled because I'm not a fas- fashion person either, but you said content is like couture. If it doesn't fit perfectly, it's a disaster. And <laughs> Couture. Couture. See, I can't even say it right. Couture, couture. Couture. It's, it's French, so it's couture. <laughs> Chanel, couture. <laughs> see, Chanel, my wife knows Chanel. Oh, she, 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 yeah, she knows Chanel. She knows couture. I do not. <laughs> so I, this I, is I women's stuff now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do not know couture. So mm-hmm. uh, tell us, how did you get into uh, copywriting? It, it's an interesting thing. I mean, I, I can't stand writing. See, this is one, one of the bad things about me is maybe it's because I just suck. I don't know. But, but I'm not a writer. So how did you get in? How did you get into it? Well, uh, it was one thing that my friends, my enemies, and everyone around me praised me for. They all said that I write really, really well, starting from school. Um, and, you know, uh, I, I, I was an uh, entrepreneur, like, um, probably 14 years ago. I, st- I started in, in business 14 years ago. And uh, I figured out pretty soon that all I did uh, during, you know, my work day, the biggest impact was when I was writing, whether it was presentation, whether it was, uh, I don't know, uh, ad, uh, whether it was uh, some, you know, script, but it was connected to writing. So that got me thinking, why not, you know, get into this on a serious level? So... Four years ago, when I had to close my business due to some circumstances, and that was long before COVID, 
I've decided to start from scratch. And that scratch for me started with uh, Fortune 500 companies in the first year of work. So uh, I just took my entrepreneurial experience and created something new on this market, which is getting entrepreneurs involved in creating copy. And that is something that I will tell you today how this works, and hopefully your listeners will be able to apply that to their business. I'm sure they can. And and I, you know, so one of the nice things about, or one of the great things I get from being on a podcast and doing a podcast is, you know, one, being able to talk to amazing people, you know, all across the world, but actually seeing how they've turned ideas, how they've turned imagination, and how they've turned these things that they're, that they think about into a business. And to me, that, that, that is the heart and soul of, of what I love to do is, is actually taking that imagination, take, taking something that you know, and cr- turning it into and creating it something, you know, creating it into a business. So I, I, I absolutely love that. That is, that is great to, great to hear. Yeah, I mean, so I figured a- that I was in financial, I'm sorry, I was in financial sphere for like 11 years, and uh, including nine years of business. And by the end of the day, I figured that that didn't make me happy, you know. But every time I sat and write, I was happy. So, uh, you know, it's just something that you're doing consistently. And then over time, you figure that you just choose the right words that resonate with people and you're talking their language. And that, you know, when you're when you just unleash your potential, that's where the magic happens. Yeah, and I, I think so. People can be good at things like you could have been a great copywriter. But to me, unless you're good and passionate you're not going to be you're not going to be sure. successful and 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 you are absolutely passionate about about what you uh, what you do so what exactly do you think copywriting is so someone that's listening what what is copyright well copywriting is creating content that drives action okay so you can create basically any type of content you like but if you create content for your business and you would like to convert that in money then y- That's where copywriting comes in. And I believe that nowadays, every piece of content that you produce as a business is copywriting and should be considered. Because, as you know, after 2020 especially, we have lots of businesses out there, online businesses, who were created by people. And uh, therefore, there is lots of content and lots of noise. And when you go online every single morning, Sean, tell me if I'm wrong, but you're scrolling your feed and there's very little that catches your attention. Am I right? Yeah, absolutely. Very, very little. Scroll and scroll. Mm-hmm. Because most messages, they're just sound similar, right? They um, say the same things with different words. They try to teach you something without getting involved with you, without actually, uh, you know, writing, uh, creating that feeling for you like it was, you know, written for you, not just general phrase thrown out there. Right. 
So the reason why this happens is because most of the times this content is not structured, that's one, and secondly, it doesn't content the unique strategy developed by the business. Usually what businesses do nowadays is they you know, check contents made by their competitors or any company in general, and they try to copy-paste the strategy or mm, messages and etc. etc. Because if that worked for someone, it they think that it will work for them. Well, the thing is, it won't. And that's how the noise is created. That's why we see the similar messages, and every entrepreneur that actually enters the market nowadays should know that uh, people have the BS filter so <laughs> at such a high level, so such a strong <laughs> BS filter that even before you shared your first word, they're really skeptical. Yep. <laughs> so before you, you open your mouth, they're like, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That, that's exactly what happens. And my role is to work with top management and CEOs to develop the unique, to actually, to find that unique strategy that laid uh, in in the basis when they created a company and create the unique content DNA to transform that into content for their subscribers and their prospects and their clients. Right. And I I think it's it goes further than just you know Fortune 500 and big comp big companies. You know, a lot of my listeners are solopreneurs. They're you know new entrepreneurs. They're trying to do a side hustle or they're trying to generate income. Sometimes besides their you know their their job or to replace it to to move into you know true entrepreneurship. Uh, part of it's because of uh, COVID and part of it's, you know, there's a lot of people that are having to do this. And I think copywriting is just, if not more important for an individual entrepreneur, a solopreneur, than it is for a Fortune 500 company. Well, I think that individual entrepreneurs should, uh, you know, uh, put content marketing and copywriting on, like, make it top priority for their business because it's the easiest way to gain raving fans and the group of clients that actually are mu multiplied over time is with the content that resonates with this group of people. Okay, that's not very, <laughs> it's not sad, right, from on my side, but hey, you know what? The right spelling has nothing to do with great copywriting. And I can tell you that great <laughs> copywriters sometimes misspell because that's not the way we talk. We, we don't speak academic English. I'm s so. I am still trying to figure out your, your, and your. So, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> We all make these mistakes once in a while, and sometimes copywriters do that on purpose because, um, yeah, we, we miss A and N and a Z, um, but that's a different topic. <laughs> that's not on purpose. So when you're, when you're, you know, doing copyright, you know, one of the things that I had to learn early on was, and it's, it, to me, as a, as a kind of going outside of this, but as an entrepreneur, one of the first things we have to do, and it's the hardest thing to do, is build an avatar of what our customer looks oh like. Gosh. And that yeah. is, to me, that 
here's the default thinking, and I spent years doing this as well, but the default thinking is everybody's my customer. So my avatar is everybody. And if we try to copyright or we try to sell or we try to connect with everybody, we're going to connect with absolutely nobody. nobody. Yeah. And I think, so I think when we do copywriting, so how important is it to know exactly who your avatar is, uh, who your customer is before, because to me, your copyright has to be writing to that person. Well, that's what everything starts with, because if you don't know whom you're talking to, you're, you know, you, you, you can't write the copy that resonates with these people. Uh your speech was really, really accurate because um, that's one of the reasons why people, you know, don't succeed in content marketing nowadays. And it's, I think it's number one reason, if I may uh, <laughs> quote that the, as statistics. But um, they're, they're really, really, businesses are really, really afraid of losing uh, some part of the market that does not belong to them. And so customer avatar is um, the unique um, person that includes all the features of people who would love your product and who you would love to work with. So it's not just one-sided. It's not just uh, those who will love you, but those who you will love. And that, this is one thing that businesses miss because that's not what digital marketing courses teach you. They teach you to choose the customer avatar um, that will be perfect, uh, that you're uh, product will be perfect for well that's not something i start with my client uh, with my clients with uh, when we work first i start with their strategy and their beliefs because we all attract like-minded people and if you whether you share your ideas or not we can all feel the energy and if you're building your business as a b2b or on your personal brand and you're going to be the uh, face of your business in this case you should know that you will attract like-minded people even if you will say nothing they will look at you they will look at your manners at your energy and people who uh, are not like you will hate you and people who are like you will love you <laughs> that's pretty much it even beyond the content so that's why we start with my clients we start with customer avatar uh with when we work with the customer avatar, we start with them and their business, why they established the business. And that's why I loved your website, which is th Thinking Big and all this purpose and everything, because that goes right into the wheelhouse of this whole concept. You need to have clearly defined why your biggest why, okay? Uh, why you started the business, uh, what, what do you stand for in terms of... Uh, life and business both and right. what do you think the biggest problem is in your industry right. because we have all have these beliefs about our industries and uh, you should state that out of that start shaping your customer avatar so it's not like just uh, 
um, you know, some mystical creature out there that is, you know, visualized by, you know, your customer avatar. And I want all the listeners really get this message. Your customer avatar already exists. You don't shape him. You just define him. Right. That's what happens. So when you start with yourself and then go to the customer avatar, then it, it's much clearer, clearer than just, you know, writing that my audience is 25 to 35 and et cetera, et cetera. And then you will find it much easier to actually, you know, get rid of some uh, people that do not fit the profile. <laughs> I have a lot of people that hate me, so I'm, I might be doing <laughs> a few. A few like me. A lot of people hate me, but on the you know on the avatar stuff, I think it's uh, you know, and, and again, it's probably one of the most critical things a new entrepreneur can can go through. And for instance, almost everything I do, I take it through the filter of my avatar my customer avatar. So what would my customer want? Even in like this interview, you know, I'm not thinking about me. I'm thinking about, okay, what does the customer, what could benefit my customer avatar uh, as much as possible? Yeah, we've got to get that, get that defined with uh, number one thing for any entrepreneur, get that, get that defined. Now on the, the copywriting stuff, what are some of the things that people can do? I mean, besides going out and getting like someone like yourself, that's a copywriter on their own, what are some of the things, ideas or suggestions or tips on how do you, how do you, what words do you use? What phrases do you use? What, what type of things drive that action? Because if copyright is someone taking action, what are some of the tips to get people to take action when we, when we write stuff down? Well, first of all, uh, give them every one of their thoughts. Okay of your prospect's thoughts, because um, I, I loved how Joe Dispenza described it. Um, he said that we have 65,000 thoughts a day, and 95% of them are uh, what we thought about yesterday. So we have only 5% uh, in our mind for the new thoughts. Uh, the problem with most copies is that... Um, the problem with most copy is that they are trying to give their prospects new thoughts without even trying to figure out what is going on in their minds. So uh, it's, as Dickens said, it's the best times and the worst times, you know, it's the best time to do business because it's easy uh, and you can share every, any copy you want, but it's the worst times because everybody does the same. So it's very difficult to break through the noise and actually, you know, stand out from the crowd of those competitors. So what, what you should do is tell them this with your copy. I know what you think and you're right but you're wrong in this one little aspect. You know why this attracts, grabs your attention? Because uh, imagine this, Sean, you're scrolling the feed and everybody tells you whether you should uh, wake up at 5 a.m. or do this or do that to be successful, all this stuff, but nobody you know, gives you your thoughts, what you're thinking about right now which is your past, right? So that's why we developed this customer avatar and then try to get in their heads what 
are the thoughts they're thinking right now? And trust me, most of them are not like making more money. Right. Uh, right? As most entrepreneurs think that they can throw this, um, um, how, how to put it, promises of millions and millions of dollars and they will attract the audience. Well, Lots of people promise millions of dollars, and there, you know, yep. uh, very few actually uh, deliver on this promise. So, yeah. the first is give them every one of their thoughts. The second, include content DNA in your copy. And content DNA, we started talking about that, includes your you and your business, your customer avatar, and your unique content strategy, which is the template of words and uh, phrases that you use in your copy. Very few people do that. And I can promise you, they try to use new words, new phrases, different things, and they forget that consistency is the only key to success and the only key to sales. Consistency. And how to get in top 140 of your prospect's mind. And you know that we only remember 140 people, right? Yeah. So how to get there is to be consistent in your message, in your words, because when you are, whatever they see those phrases and words, they don't remember those guys, they remember you, because you use them more than others. Right. So this is what content stra strategy is all about. And third is great content has a past and the future. Now, what do, do I mean in that? Um, it can relate to what you shared before and what you will share in the future. I don't mean writing like, I don't know, weekly strategies like I will share this on Tuesday, this on Friday. No. Well, you right. should have that in place, but past and future doesn't mean that. What it means is your prospect should um, not be shocked every time with, with new thought or new strategy that you're trying to give them okay right so that's yeah, and, and, yeah and, and i uh, you know there's there's people that I'll, I'll watch out there that they literally change what they do every month or two a new yes. either a new offering or a new and it, a lot of times it has nothing to do with it with what they've done in the past and you you do you you have to stay consistent and, and, and to me, that's part of getting to your avatar. You know what they want, and you have to stay consistent with uh, with what they uh, with, with what they want, or else you're gonna you you'll absolutely, absolutely. Uh, lose them. Yeah, one of uh, I can't remember. I think it, uh, I can't remember which one of my uh, friends, but he had tried to explain it to me once. Is like you want to enter the conversation of your customer's mind, at, in the com in the conversation that they're already having. So you want to meet them. Yeah. With what's already going on in their in their minds, with your enter uh, with, conversations with, going on in their minds. Yes. 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 I can't remember who said that, but that's, that's Dean Graziosi. Was it Dean? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I couldn't remember who uh, who had, who had said that one. Uh, but that is probably one of the one of the when I'm trying to write stuff, I try to put that into what I'm doing. Okay, what are they thinking right now? So I'm going to try to insert myself right where they're where where they're where they are right then. Hmm. What do you, uh, 
So if someone, again, I'm not a copywriter, what do you recommend? Like what, what are some of the steps that if I wanted to bring a copywriter in? So for me, a copywriter, like I would love to have a copywriter for my headlines and for various key things. I mean, I know your whole, mm. everything should be copyrighted, but if you're just bringing someone in and just doing like headlines or your email headlines or things that will grab people's attention, what are some of the, what are some of the tips you can, you can uh, suggest for people trying to find and work with a copywriter? What, what, sh what should I be looking for in a copywriter? Well, first of all, you can't, uh, imagine how many times did I start my, uh, you know, meeting, with a phrase from the business person that I don't know anything about it. I'm just trying to find a new a person and outsource this copywriting stuff. Well, uh, I sigh for a minute at that <laughs> time <laughs> because this is one of the biggest mistakes that entrepreneurs can ever make. And I don't kid because uh, you're... Uh, you know, uh, you know, like uh, if you outsource ads, that might not dramatically change the direction of your business unless all your money is flashed, you know. But if the copy is bad or the message is, um, especially nowadays, as the message is, you know, some unclear, it can cost you reputation, it can cost you business, it can cost you lots of stuff. And when you go... Well, not in my case, when people go in to $15 an hour copywriter and tell them, you know what, um, write copy on my behalf, the translation of that is, you know, I'm giving my $10 million business to a $15 an hour guy who should have the same mindset as I, should know my audience the way I do, and should know everything about how I established my business, and et cetera, et cetera. So this is a huge mistake. And as much as I love outsourcing, there is stuff, uh, there is stuff I cannot outsource. But <laughs> once again, as I love outsourcing, I created a way for, for entrepreneurs to outsource that copywriting without the damage to their reputation. And that's where content DNA came in. When you're hiring a copywriter, first of all, um, regarding sending uh, the past copy, like, uh, you know, your past work and et cetera, et cetera. You can't imagine how many times did I get the copy of other copywriters who I knew. <laughs> so they, they cannot prove that, right? So this is not a criteria. What you need to do is test work. Um, with the test work, uh, just try not to dive deep into you know, your content strategy and everything, just uh, give them the general task and tell them to write uh, the blog post. That um, might cost you up to 20 bucks, but you will know whether to work with this person or not. Now, when you choose the right candidate, in this case, you should have in place your, once again, you and your business defined, your customer avatar profile, your anti-avatar profile, and I'm going to talk about that, and content strategy in place, all written in one package. This package is approximately up to 10 pages. I, I say 
maximum. Usually it's up to five. But it includes the special words you're using, special phrases you're using, where you're moving your company, who is your customer avatar, who are you, and what are your key features and beliefs about your industry, about your um about life in general, whether you have dogs like me, for example, or not. <laughs> so, you know, all this stuff that makes your prospect go personal with you instead of just plain, you know, business. Because right. I loved actually how your um, guest Stacy said about that, that we're living in an age where we people switch companies just like that. And the reason why this happens, uh, I mean, the reason that this happens is um, there's no emotional attachment. Companies are trying right. to build all this uh, fuss around their product, around the sales, and they don't understand that em emotions are not uh, created uh, because you just did your job well. They paid you. You did your job well, that's pretty much it. But if you want them to get attached to your brand, you need to get personal. And what right. happens uh, with that is, for example, if you will, uh, you know, tell a regular person uh, to switch their company to c competitor, they will just ask about features and benefits and so on and so forth. But if you will ask a raving fan who is really attached with you to switch the company, they won't even ask about the features nope. and benefits. They don't nope. care. Nope. Not at all. They've, that bullshit filter goes up right then. It's like, whoop, I already have. I already exactly. have a personal connection. Because now, they know that it's right for them. Maybe... Right. There's something best, best of the best out there, but they have the best for them. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned, uh, you just mentioned an anti-avatar. What is, oh, yeah. see, now, that's something I have not heard of. Yeah, Although I know I probably have a whole bunch of them. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's much easier to describe anti-avatar than to describe the avatar. And why I love working on that is you describe in details the person Actually, I love how Coach Mike, Mike Byer put it in his book, The Best Self. He described two people, the best self and the worst self. And <laughs> I just applied this, uh, this practices to the avatars because it's much easier to describe the worst self than the best self. So yep. the same, much easier to describe your anti-avatar. Just uh, describe the qualities that you hate about your your possible clients, and think about this this that way. If they could afford your product, what type of person would you still turn down? You know, it should go right. way beyond money because if right. your only criteria is uh, the price, then it's not quite anti avatar. Right. So you should describe the qualities. And what I love about this is every superhero has their enemy, right? Like Batman and, um, you know, Joker and so on and so forth. And uh, that uh, enemy usually, you know, has these qualities that the superhero misses or fear, uh, ha has a fear of. 
So that's how the anti-avatar is going to show you your customer avatar. So we're starting with you, then we move to the anti-avatar, and then we're shaping the customer avatar. And it's much easier than filling in the form from scratch without even right. knowing your audience, right? It all comes from you, and that's how the yeah. professional customer avatar is shaped. Yeah, and that's that's actually a great way to come up with your avatar is just because I know when I'm coaching people and I'm working with people, I can ask them, what do you want in life? And mm -hmm. they'll say, oh, I don't know. But I ask them, you see, what, right? <laughs> what, you, what don't you want? And they have got a list a mile long of what they don't want, but they do not have a clear understanding on what they actually do want. And that, so yeah, the same can go for uh, building an avatar. You know? You know, Sean, I uh, I actually figured out a long time ago that we're living in a very skeptical and very fearful universe because uh, many people, they're more, you know, they're thinking about bad stuff all the time. Yeah, and absolutely. you should keep that in mind when you're writing the copy because, uh, yeah, maybe you have, you know, the great intentions in terms of, you know, trying to motivate them and trying to bring them out of their shelves. But the thing is, once again, you have to catch them where they are. So you need to issue that negative content just to catch them at their uh, state and then bring them out. Right. So you write in all the stuff that you're thinking about, but you're wrong in this one thing. And that's how right. you turn them around. See, I'm learning. See, this, again, <laughs> the one thing I, <laughs> another thing besides talking with people on podcasts, it's like my own little, every every time I do one, it's almost like my own little coaching session. Oh, that's wonderful. So I, <laughs> so, I will start so mine the, soon. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Fantastic. That'll be, uh, can't wait to, uh, can't wait to listen to that one. Oh, yeah, it, and it, it will not be about copywriting. It's a boring Oh, topic. it's not. <laughs> what, what, what is your podcast going to be on? Oh, I'm going to uh, have no start business again because I, <laughs> I I I failed in my life for three times. Three times, I think it was fourth time uh, a year ago. Yeah, I mean, I started from scratch so many times that yeah. I want just to encourage people who are listening right now as well. Without my podcast, guys. Um, I'm just telling you, we don't know where we will, you know, appear tomorrow. And that's one of the reasons why I started this copywriting business, because I always know that whatever I will be, I will be able to write. So it's like <laughs> my bread and butter. But those down moments, they teach you so much and they surround you with people who are in the same more or less condition and you realized how uh, you realize how desperate they are and how difficult it is to change their you know mindset and everything and that would actually taught me uh, a lot about copywriting how to talk to these people and how to slowly bring them out of their state right and you know you had mentioned about the, all the negative thoughts that people have. There's one book that uh, uh, Dr. Amen uh, wrote on on the mind and killing ants, uh, killing the automatic negative thoughts, killing mm -hmm. ants. I, I, that, that's one of the things that there's there's usually key things in, in every book I read that stick out. And that was definitely one in that that uh, 
uh, killing ants. And, uh, wow. and it's funny. I will read that. Thank you. I, it's a great, uh, great book. At, uh, Dr. Amen, uh, mm-hmm. what probably one of the most well-known people for mind, kind of like mind development and mind, you know, what, how our mind works, uh, fascinating, fascinating stuff, but, uh, awesome. yeah, killing, killing. And that's the thing, like when I'm bringing a customer or when I bring in a new client, you know, one of the things I have them do is, uh, Every time they have a <clears throat> every time they have a negative thought is to put a little check mark on a piece of paper. So for like twenty four hours, I want them to put a check every time they have a negative thought. A lot of people need more than one sheet of paper, <laughs> and and people don't even realize how many negative thoughts that we have on ourselves, our own self imposed negative thoughts, nonstop Absolutely. every day. Yeah, and uh, it's one of those it's things we got to get buffling to me that. People, I mean, uh, people know that, but as businesses, they forget about that. They think yeah. that everybody's like, you know, <laughs> running around with butterflies and all this stuff. No, <laughs> <laughs> your your clients are really, really desperate, and yeah. for for other reasons than you know, uh, your product or service uh, solves. So, not your personal. I mean, in terms of listening, right. uh, listeners. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, this is really, really interesting strategy to make a check mark every time. Yeah. Yeah. What was your first time when you tried this? Did you need more than one? I needed so much paper that I couldn't. I, I needed a notebook. I had so many oh check God. marks. Negative, negative. You, what are you thinking? You can't do that. Who do you think you are? Money doesn't grow on trees. I mean, we all hear these things over and over again. It's like, man, it was nonstop negative. And we don't even realize when we're doing it. It's just automatic. Mm-hmm. Automatic. We, we start thinking negative things. And and in, I, I personally believe that until we start replacing that with positive, you know, positive beliefs through affirmations, through whatever it is you want to use, uh, those negative thoughts are just going to continue. Oh, absolutely. I can see that every single day, for example, people who even have real opportunity to, um, you know, to change their lives, real opportunity, not just promises, they refuse to do that. (laughs) I I think that even if you will just put the case with a million bucks in front of such people, they will go like, (laughs) I think a snake is inside or something (laughs) or a bomb. It's a bullshit filter again. (laughs) Absolutely. If the mindset is not right, and especially in this case, um, we were talking about outsourcing copywriting, right? Yeah. You d- you don't know what's going on in that copywriter's mind. <laughs> That's and true. you cannot, uh, you know, uh, put him through your training before you hire him. Yeah. So uh, you should actually control every step of your copy. So. First thing is you're sending uh, him or her that 10-page thing. Just spare an hour for them. Pay for an hour for them to read it. You will get a refund on your 15 bucks later, trust me. (laughs) Uh, The second thing is after they wrote a copy, just make sure that the opening and the overall strategy is, as I told you, Thoughts, thoughts, thoughts. This is 
where you're wrong. Well, if it's transformational, right? Right. This is where you're wrong and CTA and so on and so forth. Now, what digital marketers usually teach is you need to have CTA here, CTA there. Uh, people only read for three seconds and so on and so forth. Well, I can tell you that with this kind of approach and attitude, as I described you right now, it doesn't matter how long the copy is, they're going to read. Because it's yeah. about them, not you. Right. And once you make it about them, it it that's when they that does catch them. I mean, when you're when they when they see the benefit of what they can gain, I think that's the you know, one of the biggest things that they actually see themselves winning. You know, they are the hero of that copy, not exactly. not you, not me. Uh, they are the hero. And I do find it difficult, you know, you mentioned about, you know, interviewing your, you know, your copywriter. I find it, you know, I've found it difficult that when sometimes when I have a copywriter do some stuff is it doesn't sound or it doesn't feel like authentically like, like me. It's, it doesn't. And here's the thing. If I notice it, I guarantee my customer is going to notice it too, that the way I, the vibration that I give off and the copy, the vibration of the copy, if it doesn't match it will it'll stop them in their tracks and they'll keep they'll keep scrolling it's it's somehow it's got to be authentically you whoever's writing that whoever's writing that copy well your unique words and your unique welcome and goodbye message are going to fix this problem so if you will uh not just unique words, but sequences, right? You can just create yours and you can ask them to use it in the copy. But you should also edit it, Sean. That's nothing bad in, uh, you know, when CEO gets involved in, in, in the process because what, what else matters nowadays? We're, we're all in the lockdown and the only way we actually communicate with our prospects is through our content. So, right. uh, I think that every CEO, if you're not running like a huge company, again, like Microsoft or something, every CEO can get involved and that's nothing bad if you will read through. And there's a small uh, secret uh, to, to that because your prospect will always uh, try to find, uh, you know, space in your uh, copy where he or she can stop reading and not miss out on anything important. You should know that. I did and, not know that. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the, every time when I read some copy, and you read some copy, you try to scroll through it, and you try to uh, even stop reading at the point where you know that if you will stop right now, uh, it doesn't mean that you know it, you will lose something. Like losing right. the information. And there is a perfect saying that if you think your copy is boring, your reader is asleep. So you <laughs> should write your copy. Um, when, when you're writing your copy or, or correcting it, just imagine that, oh my God, I, I, I'm not sure I can say that, but I oh, think that lots, lots of... Okay, just imagine that your prospect needs to pee, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's better than poo. Uh, yeah, no, pee. <laughs> so, <laughs> not that P word, right? <laughs> so when, when you treat the copy that way, like, uh, you know, when, when you're creating that and correcting that the way that 
it's really, really important stuff that you're leaving for your prospect. In that case, it works every single time. Even if you didn't spend all the time uh, on researching the topics and everything, your copywriter did it, but you corrected it, and it includes your welcome message, your goodbye message in the middle of your words, and you just went through this and you figured out that you can just add some words and edit something on your side, even one phrase. Right. And that's pretty much you. Uh, see, I should just get like a like a five year old to write mine. See, it'll be authentic. It'll be because <laughs> I think like a five year old most of the time. <laughs> I think this is the the great approach to life and <laughs> business in general. Uh, definitely. So, what is the best way uh, for? Again, I want to thank you for being on the show. This has been Thanks, man. I've learned. I've got. I've been sitting here. Where I should have been paying more attention, but I'm writing notes, and I could, I know, and you I, have I know, the recording. I have the recording, but yet I'm still taking my notes. I'm like going, <laughs> which are not, co <laughs> which they're not copied yet. So it's it's they're, they're very raw. Uh, I absolutely want to you know thank you for being on the show. Uh, it has thank been. I have learned more today than I have in a long time on God, and I talk with other copywriters. I just dropped my cup. See. Live, my God, but, I'm sorry. You know, I, I work with I work with other copywriters, and uh, and I, I love some of the ways that you that you put how to copyright. So it's been it's been great. Thank you, and uh, Margaret, thank you so much for being on the show, taking the time for my listeners. Uh, it will you've dropped some of the some very good information. So I can't wait for this uh, this uh, this episode to air. It's going to help a lot of people. So thank you so much for being on the show. I'm so happy, Sean, and thank you so much for inviting me. 